the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Stand Up For Jesus with your host, Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus. Our focus is to reach out to the lost and witness about the transforming power of Jesus Christ and calling on others to stand up for Christ and His Word, proclaiming that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And now, Standing Up For Jesus, here's Craig Nedro. Welcome to the program. This is Stand Up For Jesus, and my name is Craig Nedro. I appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, First of all, I want to tell you that uh, I really appreciate your prayers and thoughts the last several weeks. Um, My family has been going through a a death in the family, and it's been a very difficult time. And so uh, there's been a few weeks where we've had uh, reruns on the program, and and I apologize about that because I try to be on the program every week. But um, like I said, our family's been dealing with the death in the family, and so... um, Thank you for your prayers. Many of you um, somehow uh, found out about it and have reached out, and it just it's meant a lot to uh, us as a family as we go through this difficult time. So, um, with that said, I want to get into the teaching on today's program. Um, I recently released my second book, and so the last several weeks we've been teaching from the book, and I'm going to continue in that. Uh, Today will be part four of uh, teaching from the book. The title of the book is You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. And so if you've listened to this program before, you uh, a few things that you uh, may or may not know about me is um, I am a conservative Christian, and I make no apologies for that. The program is called Stand Up for Jesus, uh, and I am now currently in my 15th year on the air here at The Word. That in and of itself to me is a miracle that they continue to let me come back and be on the air um, week after week, month in, month out, year in and year out. So we are celebrating our 15th year on the air here at The Word, and we love The Word. We love Salem Communications. We're grateful for the opportunity they provide for us to have a program and, and have a, a a platform to speak out. Um, I am a conservative Christian. I love the Word of God. I love to teach from the Word of God. And from the very get-go of this program, when I, they offered me the program many years ago, uh, I, I said, listen, I would really like to be able to use it as a teaching tool because I love teaching the Word of God. Um, I could, I'd like to tell you that I can sing well, but I can't hold a tune. The gift that I've been given is the Scriptures. I love the Word. I, I, the, the Lord has given me um, understanding of the Word. He's given me the gift of being able to teach the Word. And so that's really what I, my passion is about on this program and I would consider myself a patriot. I grew up in America. I do not recognize the country that I grew up in, that I live in currently. And I'm a father and a grandfather and a husband and a business owner. And so uh, part of the calling on my ministry is what is referred to as a watchman calling. Uh, The Apostle Paul said, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. 
That's not a popular ministry, but that's part of the calling on my ministry, and I've understood that for many years. And so that's kind of what we do on the program sometimes. We talk about difficult subjects that you may not hear about in church, that you may not hear about on other programs. We're never personally trying to offend anybody, but what what my goal is here is to be faithful to the Scriptures, to t- rightly divide the Word of God and to teach the Word of God. And so <clears throat> many years ago, my wife encouraged me to write a book uh, called Free Indeed. Uh, it's kind of an autobiography of my life, and I wrote that book. Uh, Salem Communications, uh, Zulon Press uh, published the book, and it ended up winning a writer's award, which is crazy because I'd never written a book before. At the time, my wife said, you know, I think you've got two other books inside you. And I said, well, I don't know about all that. And I had people ask me, when are you going to write your next book? And I said, whenever I feel like the Lord has released me to write my second book. And that happened about six months ago. And so uh, with a lot of prayer and thoughtfulness, um, I, I released my second book, and it's called You Can't Handle the Truth. And I will tell you, if I'm going to take just a second and read a little bit from the introduction of the book because it will give you a little bit of a, 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 a just an, an introduction to why I wrote the book and where I'm coming from in the book. And I said in the introduction of this book titled You Can't Handle the Truth, uh, I write in the introduction, how did we as a nation get to this place? How does the nation slide so far down so fast? Is it already too late to turn this thing around? Do the majority of Americans really even care anymore? What will this nation look like in another 40 years or 20 or even 10 years? Do people honestly want to know the truth about what has happened to our nation? These are all questions that we will attempt to address in this book. In the movie A Few Good Men, there's a classic scene towards the end of the film with Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise. This scene takes place in the courtroom when Nicholson is on the witness stand and Cruz is hammering him for answers. And at the peak of the scene, Nicholson says to Cruz, what do you want from me? And Cruz says, I want the truth. And Nicholson responds very strongly to him, you can't handle the truth. And that response is the inspiration for the title of this book. I strongly believe that we as a nation have been deceived And I also believe that many people either don't want to know the truth or can't handle the truth. In my opinion, we've been deceived into believing that the Bible is no longer God's word. We've been deceived into believing that we have progressed as a society and that the things that God calls wrong are somehow okay now and that his word is no longer relevant. I believe we've switched our attention to things that are taking us down a very dark path, and I'm concerned that we may not be able to find our way back. Now, these are, this is part of the introduction to my book, You Can't Handle the Truth. So I, go, uh, I, I take 14 subjects in this book, 14 subject matters, and what I, try to, my, what I attempt to do is look at these subject matters through the lens of God's Word. What does God say? What does God's Word have to say about these subjects in our, in our country today? And I will just take a second here, and I will share with you some of the uh, of the the ta- uh, title of some of the chapters. Um, the first chapter, and this was part one in the book, is what is truth. See, I believe we live in a time period now where people, many people, don't really want to hear the truth anymore, or or the, their viewpoint is just because you say something's the truth, Craig, doesn't make it the truth, and that that's a true statement. 
just because I say something is true doesn't make it true, or because you say something doesn't make it true. What makes it true is what does God say? Because at the end of it all, what God says is true is true. And what you or I say is true has no bearing on what what God says is true. If God says it, that settles it. And you may not agree with that, and that's okay, but I'm telling you there will be a day that you will stand before the Lord and you will answer to him about do you believe God's word or did you not believe God's word. And so chapter 1 is titled What is Truth? And then chapter 2 is the role of a watchman, and I've already touched on that. A watchman's role is to shine the light on the darkness, and that's part of the calling on my ministry, and that's part of what we, we, we attempt to do in this book. Uh, number three, and this is what I'm going to teach on today, political correctness, the road to hell. So I'm going to go ahead and get started in, in uh, chapter three. It's titled Political Correctness, the Road to Hell, because that's what I'm going to teach on, on this week's program. This is part four of my teaching from the book, You Can't Handle the Truth. So I'm going to take just a second now, or a few seconds now, and I'm going to read a little bit of the introduction to the to the chapter, uh, chapter 3, Political Correctness, The Road to Hell. I say, ask yourself this question. Who coined the phrase political correctness, and how did it become such a high priority in our country today? I challenge you that the thing we call political correctness is leading us uh, as a nation down the road to hell. Allow me to expand a bit on this thought. It started with a very small group of people who had some very radical ideas about what many of our nation's morals, values, and the direction that this nation should be headed. These people slowly began to profess these ideas and values that until recently simply would not have been accepted nor tolerated in America. Their method of operation is simple. Speak out about ideas often enough and loud enough, and be relentless in doing so, and people will eventually go along with these ideas. Let me just make a sidebar comment there. I think this is the the the, um, the methodology, if you want to call it that, of the progressives. Uh, they 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 decide what they want people to believe, and then they begin. You and you can see it throughout the media, where all the media will have the same word tracks. And they'll catch on to something, they'll, they'll latch on to something, and every one of the different media outlets will, will profess the same thing. And they'll say it over and over and over and over again, and they'll say it loud enough, and they'll say it often enough, and they'll say it for long enough to where they hope that it eventually becomes the truth to the American public. And the sad part is, it works. And part of their tactics also is, if you disagree with it, Part of their tactic is to, to interrupt you, to cut you off, to speak over you. And you, we see this on, on, on media outlets everywhere. If you, if you disagree with what the progressive liberal thinks, uh, their mindset is, they will. and I get frustrated with it when I'm watching these things because they will interrupt whoever's speaking, they'll talk over them, they'll be relentless about it, and that's part of their tactics that they use. And that's part of the, the uh, also that's part of the form, formation for this political correctness that's taking place in our country. Now, also in the book here, I say stop and reflect on some of the areas that political correctness now longer no now affect. I'm going to read a couple of points here. 
I say in the book, we are no longer to believe and speak out about the fact that marriage is supposed to be between one man and one woman. Think about it. If you really believe that marriage is between one man and one woman, you can, that, they consider that hate speech. Point number two, we have to be very careful about what scriptures we can quote, teach, preach, and even believe in. When did it become fashionable, folks, for people to say that the Word of God is hate speech? And yet that's what this political correctness um, atmosphere has done. New translations of the Bible are scrubbing all mention of sin and hell because some people are offended by that. Do you know, you, you can Google this and you'll see it. There are new translations coming out where the word sin and hell are absolutely scrubbed from that version of the Bible because it may hurt people's feelings. Are you kidding me? Because I will tell you, without the, sin of, without the topics of sin and hell mentioned, there is no Bible. The next one I mentioned in the book, prayer in public is now being outlawed in many places because it may offend someone. Do you find it odd that it's okay to stand around in a small group and tell filthy stories, but God forbid we should get quiet, bow our heads, and pray? Really? That's the point we've got to? How about this? We must be very careful about what we say about Muslims, Islam, and terrorists but it's open season on Christianity. We must now be sensitive to calling someone a boy or a girl because it may offend them. These are all symptoms of this political correctness, folks, that's that's trashing the fabric of of our country right now. We're at the point where people who have been born male and female can decide to change their sex and not to think that that's odd, much less actually express that we think it's odd. And now the last one I mentioned in the book, we are now supposed to believe it's okay somehow to kill babies in the womb until birth, and in some places, even after birth. And I write in the book, we are reaching a point of insanity with all this political correctness. And where does it end? At some point, we must say, enough is enough. You know, there's a verse, and I'm, gonna, I'm really going to focus on about three different sections of Scripture today as I teach from this. But there's a verse that I want to flip over and read to you very quickly. And if you have your Bibles, you can follow along. I'm always going to teach and preach uh, from the the New King James Version. And in Psalms chapter 9, listen to what the psalmist says. In Psalms chapter 9, and I'm going to read verse 17. Psalms chapter 9, verse 17 says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. See, folks, this political correctness that we have in our country right now, the agenda is to make us forget about God and turn against the things that God says is right and, and embrace the things that God says are wrong. And the Bible's clear on it. It says, The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Listen, as, as we as a nation turn our backs on God's Word and push God out of schools and prayer and businesses and our government we are literally destro- we are being destroyed from within and the signs are everywhere i'm going to take my first break and come back my name is craig nedro and this is stand up for jesus we return to stand up for jesus with craig nedro on christian talk radio the word 100.7 fm welcome back this is stand up for jesus my name is craig nedro And this is part four in the teaching series from my new book, You Can't Handle the Truth. 
what's really happening in America. And my goal in this book is to take 14 different topics and look at things that are happening in America today and look at them through the lens of Scripture. What does God's Word say about what's really happening in America? And today on the program, I'm in Chapter 3 of the book, and that chapter is titled Political Correctness, the Road to Hell. Now, I want to share a couple of sections of Scripture with you. And the first one I want to share with you now, and I want to take some time and really go through this, because this is some very uh, revealing uh, scripture about what God says about a nation. So in a lot of ways, America is similar to the nation of Israel. And what I mean by that is God formed the nation of Israel, and God formed the nation of America. We were formed as a Christian nation. People can debate that all they want, but we were formed as a Christian nation. And as a Christian nation... um, God has blessed us, and he has prospered us, and he has protected us and guarded us since our founding. And one of the main reasons is because we've always been supportive of the nation of Israel. God says in his word, speaking of Israel, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And I'm telling you one of the main reasons that America has been as blessed as we've been is because of our unwavering support for the nation of Israel. Doesn't mean we have to agree with everything that Israel does, but we need to support Israel because the Bible tells us to. And God has blessed us as a nation over and over and over again. We we've become we we have been the most powerful, wealthiest, most blessed nation in the history of the world. And so there's a section of scripture that I believe it, it it's in reference to the nation of Israel, but I think it can also apply to our country. So I want you to listen to these these several verses I'm going to read to you and tell me if this doesn't sound like our nation today. In Jeremiah chapter 2, and by the way, Jeremiah is one of my very favorite books in the Bible, and you probably won't hear anybody else say that to you today or this week or this month. But Jeremiah is an amazing book. And in Jeremiah chapter 2, the Lord is speaking here. He says in verse 4, hear the word of the Lord. So the Lord is speaking here, and in verse 7, God's speaking to the nation, and he says, now think about this, if this applies to America as well. God says in Jeremiah 2 and 7, I brought you into a bountiful country to eat its fruit and its goodness. Okay? Does that sound like America? God bless us with this country. It's a wonderful nation full of blessings, full of resources. We have an ocean protecting us on two sides. What a blessing America has been. And God says, I brought you into a bountiful country to eat its fruit and its goodness. But when you entered it, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. Translation of that is, God says, once you got in the country, you began to turn away from me. He says in verse 8 of this, of of chapter 2 of Jeremiah, the priest did not say, where is the Lord? And those who handled the law did not know me. Now, let me stop and just make a couple of comments on that. When he says the priest did not say, where is the Lord? He's speaking about the spiritual leaders in the country. And so think about our, our, um, our, the landscape in America today. And I actually have a chapter in my book about it later, later in, the, in the book called The Silent Church. Because as we witness the direction that we're headed as a country right now and the direction we've been on for quite a while, I don't understand, and I'm a little bit bewildered and I'm I'm disappointed 
that our spiritual leaders in this country, look, I'm one guy on the radio with one program here in North Texas, but but I, I, if, if God gave me a national platform, how could I not use that platform to point out all the the depravity and the wickedness and the demonic activity that's going on in our country today? And I don't understand where the spiritual leaders are in our country today. They should be shouting it from the pulpits about what's taking place in our country today, the direction our country has been on uh, on for so long, the direction that our leaders have been taking us on. And so uh, here in Jeremiah, the Lord says, uh, after you entered my land, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. He said the priest did not say, where is the Lord? Because if our spiritual leaders today would say, well, what does God think about what's going on in our country today? They would call out the demonic activity and the depravity and the moral wickedness of this country. And he says, and those who handle the law did not know me. So let me make a comment about that. If the people who are in Washington... And I'm not talking about every one of them. Some of them know the Lord. That's great. But think about our, our political leaders in, our, in Washington as a whole. If they really knew the Lord, if they had the fear of the Lord in them, would they put the laws on the books, some of the laws that they put on the books? They would never put those laws on the books. And they would not take certain other laws off the books that, are, that have been on the, 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 uh, on the books for, for decades and decades. I'm telling you, we have a political landscape in Washington that, in general, does not know the Lord. Because if they did, they would govern differently than they govern. The Lord continues here in Jeremiah chapter 2. He says, The priest did not say, Where is the Lord? And those who handle the law did not know me. Then he says, The rulers also transgressed against me. Who are the rulers? The rulers are the people who really are the movers and shakers in a nation, the ones who really um, influence the direction of the country. You may think that our country is being directed by the politicians in Washington, and I will tell you uh, they have a part in it, but there are people who are not politicians that have a huge part in the direction that our country is headed. Those are the rulers. And God says, the rulers also transgressed against me. He says, the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. When he says the prophets prophesied by Baal, that means the spiritual leaders in a country that say, oh, we should pursue this, and this is what's going to happen in our country. In other words, if you have spiritual leaders that say, oh, the America's greatest days are in front of us, Really? That, that's a spiritual leader that's prophesying, uh, but, but not prophesying by the Lord. Um, he says, and they walk after things that do not profit. Listen, when we look at the, the landscape in the church of America today, and we see the watered-down churches, the compromising that's taking place in our churches right now, where we are embracing and allowing things that God says are wrong, we are now saying, no, those are okay in the church. They're not okay in the church. If God says something is wrong and he said it was wrong 2,000 years ago or 4,000 years ago, that what, what makes you think that God winks and nods at it today and we can celebrate it? And our churches are allowing these things in, to invade the churches. And this is what it talks about when it says, And the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. But he continues here. And he says, Therefore, this, remember, this is the Lord speaking to a nation. Therefore, I will yet bring charges against you, says the Lord, and against your children's children 
I will bring charges. That's a sobering statement. God says, you know what? The decisions you're making are not only going to affect your generation, they're going to affect the next generation and the next generation. And let me ask a sobering question. Are the decisions that we're making right now in America going to have a huge effect on the next generation and the next generation? I will tell you, I have kids and I have grandkids, and I am very concerned about the direction of our country right now. And look, I'm 66 years old. I'm only going to be here a certain amount of time. But what about my kids that are in their 40s? What about my grandkids that are teenagers and in their early 20s? Can somebody paint me the picture? You know, you see these programs, these DYI programs, where it has a before and after picture of a, of a house that before it's been remodeled and then after it's been remodeled, and it's really pretty. I know what the before picture was of America that I grew up in. Can somebody give me the after picture right now? Because I, I, nobody can paint me the picture of what this is going to look like in 10, 15, 20 years, but I can tell you it doesn't look pretty from the place I stand in. I'm going to take my next break and come back. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. More of Craig Nedro and Stand Up For Jesus on Christian Talk Radio. The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back to the program. This is Stand Up For Jesus. My name is Craig Nedro. I'm teaching from Chapter 3 in my new book. The new book is called You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. Chapter 3 is about the political correctness that's taking this nation down the road to hell. And that's what I'm teaching on today. I'm reading from Chapter 2 in Jeremiah. What does God say about a nation that's turned away from him? And he speaks about uh, he, about the, the political leaders, the spiritual leaders, the voices, the, uh, the, the people, the rulers who decide the direction of a, nat- of a nation. And remember, this is God speaking, okay? He says in verse 11, Has a nation changed its gods for which are not gods? But my people have changed their glory for what does not profit. Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewn or dug themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. A cistern is a well. So God says, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have dug for themselves broken wells that hold no water. What does God What does God mean by that? What he's saying is, look, and this is a consistent theme throughout the Bible. God said to the nation of Israel over and over again, I'm your heavenly father. I formed you. I created you. If you will trust me and to the best of your, uh, best of your ability, live in obedience to my word, I will protect you. I will bless you. I will prosper you. I will keep your enemies away from you. And when the nation of Israel did that, the Lord did all that. He, he blessed the nation, protected it, prospered it. But when they turned away from God and rebelled against God, things went horribly wrong for them. That is a consistent theme throughout the Bible. And I will challenge you, that's a consistent theme right now, and it's the same with America today. Listen, we, were, we have been so blessed by God. He has guarded and protected and prospered and blessed our nation. 
But as we continue to turn away from him and call the things which God calls good evil and call the things which God calls evil good, look at the problems we're having in our nation that we don't have answers to. Look at the direction we're headed as a nation right now, folks. And it's pretty simple. Stop what we're doing and turn back to the Lord. God says, my people have committed two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have dug for themselves broken wells that can hold no water. He says in verse 17, have you not brought this on yourself and that you have forsaken the Lord your God when he led you in the way? God says, you know what? Your problems, you're bringing all this on your own selves, ladies and gentlemen, because you're turning away from me. And you're trusting in your own selves. And how are things, God would say, how's it going with all that? He says, have you not brought this on yourselves in that you have forsaken the Lord your God when he led you in the way? And listen to this. This These verses are so sobering in in Jeremiah chapter 2. God continues in verse 19 and he says, your own wickedness will correct you and your backslidings will rebuke you. Know, therefore, and see that it is an evil and bitter thing that you have forsaken the Lord your God, and the fear of me is not in you, says the Lord God of hosts. Folks, this this thing we call political correctness, it's a tool that the devil is using to destroy our country. And he's it's 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 working beautifully for the enemy. In Jeremiah chapter 2, the Lord says in verse 7, I brought you into a bountiful country to eat its fruit and its goodness. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priest did not say, where is the Lord? And those who handle the law do not know me. Ask yourself, does this sound like America? He continues and he says, the rulers also transgressed against me, the prophets prophesied by Baal, and walked after things that do not profit. Therefore I will yet bring charges against you, says the Lord, and against your children's children I will bring charges. And he says in verse 11, Has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods? But my people have changed their glory for what does not profit. Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have dug for themselves broken wells that can hold no water. Then he says in verse 17, Have you not brought this on yourself, that you have forsaken the Lord your God when he led you in the way? Stop and think about something, ladies and gentlemen, for just a minute. God would I, I believe God would say to us as a nation today, what have I done to cause you to turn from my word? What have I done to cause you to not continue to trust me? Have I not blessed you, America, in so many ways? Have I not protected you and guarded you and prospered you and made you the most powerful, greatest nation in the history of mankind? Why are you turning away? from what my word says about what's right and wrong. God would say, what have I done, America, to cause you to do this? And he would say to us, write what he says here in Jeremiah chapter 2. You, 
you have brought this on yourselves. And he'd say, your own, and he says in verse 19, your own wickedness will correct you and your backslidings will rebuke you. In other words, the choices you're making as a nation, they are going to bring judgment upon you. And he says, know therefore and see that it is an evil and bitter thing that you have forsaken the Lord your God. God would say, it's evil what you're doing right now. You're turning from my word. You're turning away from me. America, it's evil what you're doing right now. And he says, and the fear of me is not in you. So let me let me just let me tell you about a, something that happened to me many years ago. I was at a men's Bible study, and I was sitting across the table from an older gentleman. And sometimes when I get around people older than me, I like to listen. I like to glean from the wisdom they may have. And this gentleman was a very godly man. And I actually saw his son recently and told him about this story. But I was sitting across the table from this man, and I said, uh, Hey, give me give me something. Give me give me a little piece of wisdom. He said, "What are you What are you talking about?" I said, "Just what what? Tell me what. Just give me a little piece of wisdom." And he said, "Well, I will tell you that I think America is in real trouble right now." I said, "Okay." And he said, "And I'll tell you why." I said, "Tell me why." His name was Dave. I said, "Dave, tell me why." And he said, "Because in America, we have lost the fear of the Lord." Now stop and think about that. Think about our political leaders. Think about our business leaders. Think about the movers and the shakers in this country that determine the direction this country's headed. If they had the fear of the Lord, if they really feared God, would they be taking us down the road they're taking us down? And so my friend there, Dame Dave, said, we've lost the fear of the, of the Lord in this nation. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I challenge you, folks, that we have lost the fear of the Lord in America. And God says here in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 19, You have forsaken the Lord your God, and the fear of me is not in you, says the Lord God of hosts. Let me point something out to you real quick that many of you may or may not know. When the Bible says the Lord God of hosts or the Lord Lord of hosts or the God of hosts, uh, that reference of hosts, That means he's the Lord or the God of the armies of heaven. In other words, picture this. God sits on his throne in heaven, and everything that goes on, he's aware of. It's all his. He owns it all. So when he looks down and sees the decisions that mankind is making, at some point, he is the Lord. He is the God of the armies of heaven. And there is a day coming when God will... Do God will take care of business with this world, and we're quickly approaching that time where God will ra- stand up, raise raise up from his throne, and he will say, accountability time has come. The time for my patience has ended, and we're quickly approaching that time right now. I'm going to jump in and show you one more verse, and I'm going to show you a verse that's happening in our American universities right now concerning the political correctness that I think is taking this road, this nation down the road to hell. I'm going to do that on the other side of the break. I'm going to take my last break right now. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. Back to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedro on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. 
Welcome back. This is Stand Up for Jesus. My name is Craig Nedro. I'm teaching from my new book titled, You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. I'm in Chapter 3, Political Correctness, The Road to Hell. This is Part 4 of the teaching series. I'm going to be on this for several weeks to come, Lord willing. And I'm talking about the political correctness, and I just finished reading quite a a few verses from Jeremiah Chapter 2, when the Lord speaks to a nation of people, and then... I mentioned before the break, I want to flip over into the New Testament. I want to go to the book of Colossians. And I will tell you this political correctness, and we're witnessing it right now in our American universities. Our young people in these universities are being brainwashed. It is a form of uh, absolute mind, uh, mind therapy and brainwashing that's taking place in our American universities. And this is part of the political correctness that I'm talking about in my book. So I want to share a verse with you, one verse from Colossians chapter 2. So listen to what the Apostle Paul has to say, and I want you to think about this verse as I read it. Does this sound and apply to our American universities now? Because here's what I'm seeing happening, and I think it's rampant in our universities. You may be somebody who's experiencing this right now with your child. You raise your kid in church. You raise him to know right from wrong. And then you, he, he gets ready to go to college. He or she gets ready to go to college. And you send them off to college. And they come back, and all of a sudden you're thinking, I don't even know if I know this child anymore. So listen to this verse in Colossians chapter 2. Paul starts out in verse 8, and Paul says, Beware. Now, the Bible never says beware unless it means beware. In other words, be on guard. Paul says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. Now, again, I'm applying the, uh, take this and apply this first to our American universities. He says, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And this is exactly what's happening in our American universities. We're sending our children off to these educational facilities, and we have these professors who are cheating our young people through philosophy and empty deceit. They spew this philosophy to our kids, and and, and it's empty deceit, and it's according to the tradition of men and according to the basic principles of the world, which are demonic. And our young people, if they're not rooted and grounded in the Word of God, our young people sit in these classrooms and they hear these professors spew this nonsense, this demonic nonsense, and they think, well, you know what, that kind of makes sense. And they come back and you sit down and talk to them, and all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, where are you getting these viewpoints from? They're getting them from their Amer- the universities that we send money to and send our children to. I want to read this verse again. Think about this from the viewpoint of what's happening in our American universities. Paul says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And I will tell you this is what's happening in our universities. Our young people are being taught according to the basic principles of the world. What the world says is right is what they now believe is right. What their, their university professors spew out 
they think, well, that that's what that's right. What I because they're not rooted and grounded in Christ. They don't know the Word of God. They don't know how to defend their faith, and so they're they're being deceived. The Bible, Paul said, "Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit." This is exactly the scenario. What's happening in our universities? And Paul said, "Beware, be on guard against this." Folks, listen. This chapter I'm teaching from today in my new book. Is called the, the chapter is called Political Correctness, The Road to Hell. And I will challenge you that this simple thing we call political correctness is one of the tools the devil is using to destroy America today. And it's happening before our very own eyes. I know this book is not really a warm and fuzzy feel-good book. I didn't intend it to be that way. What the, the purpose in this book is I go through it chapter by chapter and if and is to educate people and, and create dialogue. And so here's what I want you to know. You can get this book, and I'm not trying to sell books. Every dime from this book goes towards ministry. I'm not going to take a, a, a single dime from the, from the sales of this book for my own profit. But if you want to order the book, and the book is titled, You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America Today by Craig Nedrow, you can order it on Barnes & Noble or Amazon. But I will tell you also, at the end of this program, they're going to give a phone number. And if you can't afford this book, send me a text, and I will send you a copy of this book at no charge. I'm asking you, if you can afford the book, buy the book, order the book. I had one gentleman call and said, I'm going to send a donation, and I want you to send out, uh, can, can you send me uh, uh, a case of books? I'll send anybody books. I'm not trying to raise money from this book. It's available on Barnes & Noble or Amazon. But if you want a copy of the book and you can't afford it, send a text and we'll send you a copy of the book. I appreciate you tuning in. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. You've been listening to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus. If you would like more information about Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus, visit our website at craignedroministries.org or give us a call at area code 469-688-7615. Be sure to listen next week at this same time as we Stand Up For Jesus on Christian Talk Radio. The Word, 100.7 FM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.